0: Really? I'm like, yeah. Your camera phone is like, you know, it's like a photography camera, and they're like, they all come on phones. So Mm -hmm. like, just just do, and you don't have to buy it. You already bought it. It's on your phone.
1: So let me uh, introduce the episode. Let's go. Do it. Hello, and thank you for listening to the fairest of them all. (laughs) Today, I'm with. My soul sister, international, internationally renowned artist
0: and designer, trans artist,
1: yes, sophisticated Mm -hmm. mama, queen (laughs) of the dervish.
0: More like your kind of. More like your cousin that's like always on vacation somewhere, but you never know where. Yeah, and you never know who's paying for it. But they're (laughs) always like never there, and they kind of call you and they're like. Happy birthday, and that's it. And they pop in, and then they literally feature you in their stories and all that. Exactly. I you, love your features. You know they're an artist, but, like, you don't know what art they do, and you never actually see the work, but you know they're an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when you say features, do you mean, like, when I tag you in shit? Yeah, when you sh- tag oh me. Oh, my God. God.
1: The other day, when you asked that question, you asked the question, what did you say? You said, what are the best gay dating apps I, out yeah. there? And I was so tempted to say chat roulette in the fucking thing. <laughs>
0: I just got like 20 flashbacks in one second at one time. Oh my God. You remember like back in the old days, you would click on an ad by accident and all these different windows would pop up and you'd get really scared because you thought you just got like a virus on the family computer. Yeah. That's what just happened. And to it was always brain. pornographic. Literally like every always. time or like gambling or some shit. Oh yeah. my God. That literally is what just happened. To me, <laughs> as soon as you said chat roulette, oh my, Omegle, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> oh my god, me and my husband we met on Omegle. Oh my oh, god, my god. Uh. I'm screaming. We were on the shuffle, and then I saw this guy, and his name was, you know. Falling down the stairs, L O L quotidian, and I was like, let me let me just DM him. She or however it worked. Oh my god, how did it work? It was like what you do it was, was shuffling. It was
1: shuffling. I remember on chat roulette, <clears throat> like I would go around and I'd match with like these people and then like you'd be having an awesome conversation, and be like, Hey, chatting it up with some dude in Norway and yeah. all of a sudden he'd plot his dick. Out yep. of nowhere.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'd be like, whoa. So funny. And then there was always, like, that group of, like, girls who were, like, between the ages of, like, 15 and 20. They're all, like, at a slumber and party. They, literally. And they would get on chat roulette, and, like, it was hilarious because, like, you would do the chat, and, like, you know that every single time they got that older guy who was just whipping it out, they would just laugh. And he'd probably get off to it. Like, he'd be like, please shame me. And they'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your problem? Oh, my God. Dude, oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> people were,
1: like, into, like, um... Humiliation, humiliation porn, and all that.
0: Literally. That was like probably their hub, like their mm-hmm. gathering station. It probably became Chat Roulette because Omegle didn't have cams, I don't think. I think Omegle was just strictly chatting.
1: It was kind of like think. Skype. Like you could sp- talk to people you knew, and you could also talk to random ass people. So
0: you could talk to people you knew. I feel like you could. I oh, feel like wow. they had like a
1: setting where you could talk to like a lot of people at once, like all your friends, like five people. I don't know. I didn't Correct know. Correct me that. if I'm wrong. I might
0: be thinking about something else. But. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Maybe that is right. Maybe it was more like an actual chat chat room. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. That was like a weird weird
1: I was listening to this one uh Dominatrix and she was talking about how like oh she she gets like <laughs> she gets like really rich people oh that want her to humiliate humiliate them, but what they do is they'll be like have like super specific requests. So they'll say, I I want you to take a picture of me naked and threaten to <laughs> and threaten to release it. And then, like, they'll just get off on, like, her threatening to oh blackmail them and stuff. My it's crazy. God. <laughs> it's so specific. Oh, my God. Oh, now tell me you're going to do it. Uh, here's my bank account information.
0: Steal all oh the money. Oh, my God. That is, you know, it's hilarious because it's actually, like, a real thing. Like, that is a legitimate is. thing. Like, there's a TV show um, that I was watching for a minute. And it was kind of funny because it had that kind of, like, blunt kind of, like, um, I don't know. Like, it was kind of... It was really blunt humor, I guess, but it was called um, You're the Worst. And, like, the – what am I trying to say? One of the couples in the main show, that's how, like, they became broke was the husband, like, got into that. And, like, this Russian mistress would be like, you PayPal me money (laughs) now. And he would, like, do it. And, like, they ended up being, like, Exactly. (laughs) And they'd be, like – Thousands of dollars in debt Because he just couldn't He had like an addiction It was so funny I was like Is this a real issue? That is crazy it's so funny It's not funny But it's also funny at the same time Because like what the fuck? Are you kidding that me? That is hilarious, though. Oh, it's oh still very funny. You send me bank account information now, pig! Like, oh my god. <laughs> I, okay, honey, right, I'm well. sorry.
1: The groceries aren't going to be here this week.
0: Literally, we're just going to have to do. Literally, we just get like
1: a huge tub of ramen, like five Literally. ramens for the family. Pretty
0: much, go into Costco to like stock up on that shit. Uh, no really kidding. <laughs> government cheese blocks. Oh my god.
2: A huge block of cheese.
0: Oh, at, like the whole wheel covered in wax, like okay. the shit you find at like Harris Theater. That shit people don't recognize. This, cheeses. But
1: in in Napoleon Dynamite, there's a scene where he's making a quesadilla and he's like taking the huge government block of cheese and grating it. And people don't know what that is. They don't know what government cheese is. So he's grating the government cheese on his quesadilla. And then like I feel like I'm the only one who caught that cuz you know, I got family members who are on that.
0: I, d- I on would that I would not have gotten that either. Yeah. I would not have. It like, was like
1: it was like a secret like what? thing. It was a secret you had to know it to see it. So.
0: Okay. Cuz like You know, I think I really missed a big thing in our culture, like, if you want to call it culture, of, like, our generation Mm -hmm. by missing that movie because if I could, like – get a dollar for how many times since that was released and now of how many times people have referenced and brought out that movie and i have no idea what they're talking about i'd probably be able to have a down payment for like a mercedes <laughs> like you would li- like that obviously was like a pinnacle part of some kind of something somewhere and i missed it that and movie I was I a fucking to movement. watch it that was a fucking movement. i refuse to watch it like i just can't, I can't you still haven't
1: it. S- we have to have a viewing party oh fucking god go. james we have Please to do this no. we have I would, to watch
0: i would watch it for that girl with the sideways ponytail who said what's a liger i would watch it for her oh my and that's her it and i don't even know like who she is. I, I don't even know she's I, the
1: love interest and her sleeves are super puffy at prom my god that's something you got to remember when you see it
0: i Wait, literally don't even know what the hell that's the mic a mic bit like that oh can you like that's, oh that, oh that's see that sounds way better yes yeah, oh my voice god i'm such a novice
1: amplified oh my god. james just moves closer to the mic
0: so oh, the experience uh-huh. is intensified <laughs> i moved right Closer to my own third eye, if it were. She's all up in that phone. She's all up
1: in that phone. She's all up in that phone. Period.
0: That's period. period. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? Like, what? (laughs) Because you know me very well, and we are in a group chat, so you know what I bring (laughs) up. And you know that I'm always pretty much pissy. And always, like, ready to argue about, what do you want? Like, what is it that you want from me? He's the ally everyone's always wanted. That's what I said. Oh, my God. Yeah. I fucking hate that word. That word is
1: so fucking stupid. Yeah. I I think we gotta think of a better word then, because I I, I use it a lot. No. To be
0: bluntly honest, the fact Oh, my God. The fact that people actually thought that it was a good idea to fucking sit down one day and say, you know what? I'm actually going to be a decent human being and actually Google what the fuck a trans person is, or what, like, a black trans person is mm-hmm. and like learn to like not be an asshole to them and like also learn to like not be fake deeply nice to them and also like be on surface level understanding of them mm-hmm. so therefore i'm like this brand of some like the fact that you need that in order to kind of certify that you're card carrying an ally is the stupidest shit on the planet yeah. like legitimately the fact that people actually thought that that was like kind of a good thing is i don't know dude i'm on the fence about it still because you really do have people out here who are like i'm an ally and you're like like, um, like the bank like uh, I see uh, no uh, no and people have used that as like a really great way to kind of do like a backseat kind of a activist sort of thing and it's mm-hmm. so tiring I mean yeah it's the same it's so way in the black
1: community there's a lot of people who are out here posting black lives matter people I know personally exactly who I've heard say extremely problematic things that I don't even think they realize was problematic but it's become more of a trendy literally. thing where it's mm. like, I have black friends now, Black Panther, yep. um, Donald Glover, who else is black? You know, all that, all that cool
0: stuff. I watched wanna... like the Han Solo movie. I watched Atlanta. Yeah. With, literally. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Lando oh
1: carlesian or
0: something. Lando Calrizian. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I think that's his name. Yeah. No, what is the actor's name? Glo- uh, uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, there Donald we go. Lover. I'm sorry. Hello. I was, I literally for a second thought that that was his dad's name. Hello. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Wait, what's his, what's his dad's name? Donald Glover, who Lando? I thought his, I thought his dad's name was Donald Glover. No, wait, no. Who are we talking about? This we're talking uh, the son. There's his okay. son who acts as well in the show Atlanta. Oh, his dad's an actor as well. Yeah, he I was in Angels in the Outfield. I don't watch Atlanta. I've never seen Atlanta, so I don't. I've seen no, 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 no. The actor from Atlanta. His dad has been an actor. Oh, for years. the dude who
1: plays Donald
0: Glover's dad in Atlanta. No, no, no. His dad in real life. Oh, his actual, his actual dad uh, oh. in real life. Yeah, Don, Donald Glover's real life dad is an actual actor. He's been acting for years. Like I didn't know years. that. Yeah, he was in Angels in the Outfield and like a whole bunch of other films. I don't know why I immediately went to Angels in the Outfield. That probably is really weird because it's a very oh, yeah, I never it's knew a that. Very I know movie. he
1: grew up Jehovah, so I didn't know. I didn't think his parents were super. Oh my god! Active. I did not know that. Yeah, he was. He was in the. Yeah, I know a lot of Jehovahs actually, and I know um oh, they don't like. I'm googling those. Keep talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know one thing in the. In their religion, is they don't use social media. Well, some of them don't. They're pretty like anti-social media in a lot of ways. So, I oh, don't... I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I didn't know that. That's that's crazy. Donald Glover's dad. I thought he was like the kind of like the rogue child who like Mm-mm. went out.
0: And... No, no his his dad's been acting for years, like mm. years. I'm trying to think of other movies that he's been in, but like, I honestly, I, God, I can't even. Th- I know Angels in the Outfield and. He's been in a lot of movies that were like, like the, um... Like those, uh, what do you want to call them Like those movies where it was like a white guy and he's like in trouble with these gangsters or whatever, oh and like and the or white like a mob saves kind him. of family, yeah. And like, yeah. like he's on like on the run, like it would be about his like identity or something like that. And Donald Glover would be like one of the one of the actors who would like help him his or dad. like sit there and be like, uh, you know, you, you need to get out of here. Like he'd be one of those kind of characters in the movie. Mm. But yeah, he's he's been acting for years. Yeah,
1: Donald Glover is gonna be the next Willy Wonka in the remake. Apparently, this is like I didn't f- know that. second
0: remake. Yeah, he's gonna be interesting but I, well i mean i think it's really cool that they made him like lando Cal. i mean that he's was, doing a lot of white roles I mean, which is awesome like yeah like historically why not white. i don't know if the movie was good or not i have not watched it but it's not out yet
1: yeah it is the the remake of willy wonka
0: oh no 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 no! Oh. the lando Rizzi movie oh yeah that's not out yet but it i, mm. I haven't watched
1: well, it. We'll I it i don't know i don't Gina know gino Wilder is pretty good that tunnel scene from Willy Wonka. Oh my god, that is yeah. the best scene. Yeah. I was actually, I wanted to make that the intro song to the podcast. Oh my but then god, I looked up the copyright and I was just like, Oh my god, I ain't trying to p- yeah. piss off the Oompa Loompas and shit. Yeah, no,
0: you, yeah, please don't. Oh my mm-hmm. god, like that movie. There's no earthly way of knowing. Oh my god, which direction we are going? Oh my there's god, there's no knowing. Is the grizzly reaper mowing? He's so. The amount of losses that asshole would have gotten nowadays. Like, it's really weird being in contemporary times and you watch that movie and you're like, there's no way. Yeah. There's literally That movie no is way. really problematic,
1: too. The Oompa Loompas are supposed to be Congolese slaves. Did you know that? In the original book. What? The original book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is the original name of the book, I believe. Or was it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate? Well, the name of the book is different from the movie. And uh, Roald Dahl, uh, <clears throat> his purpose of uh, yeah. portraying the po as African slaves, and oh that they were, Willy Wonka saved them from like the destituteness or whatever, the horrid conditions they were living in oh in Africa. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my I'm god. I'm
0: surprised they didn't use blackface considering when it was made. Oh my god. You, well, I, I mean, if like to be bluntly honest, considering the time period that that movie did come out, I'm surprised they didn't just go with that. Yeah, like, like the actual what, like what screenwriter or what director was like wait a minute you know would be a better take like that really genuinely surprises me but okay yeah that was all right i mean applause to that it's so it, it's so interesting kind of watching that film because you really like in a weird sense you kind of get this really interesting background view like like personal view of like i guess how children from all over the world kind of grew up in that time period because mm-hmm. when you think about it they really are from all over the world that's yeah like a sample of every so kind of demo- not demographic so they're all white but exactly like so to speak you like, had the TV I me- guy. back then what they thought was all over the world let's put it that way <laughs> like come the fuck on but um
1: isn't it weird that willy wonka's bars were sold all over the world but the only winners were like like four white kids, literally. No one's gonna look into that. Literally. That's some like uncle, no kidding, right? Like an Aunt Becky shit. No kidding. With college admissions. That's the, that's the same thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like
0: they were all pretty well to do people, except for Charlie. Like yeah. literally, come the fuck on. Yeah, Charlie Sledway pillars though. Get the though. fuck out of here. He he still he was still riding on that. Oh my God, I know. And like, you know what's funny is over spring break they played that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> they always play. I don't know why. It was on Turner Classic Movies, and I just happened to turn it on, and it was like a Wednesday afternoon at like two p.m. And there's Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory, and I'm like,
1: yeah. What? Why? <laughs> why? Actually, why? Correction: Augustus Gloop was German. He was not. But that was the most international they got with Augustus Gloop. Which is probably not even like
0: a legit. I would. And not he was be surprised. the first one to go. He was the first yeah, one to fall. He no fell in his chocolate fountain.
1: No kidding. Yeah, and like, and then he was fat, so he got fat shamed. He was an immigrant, or he was a foreigner, so he kind of got you know shame for that. But then, but then Charlie, Charlie's grandpa, I saw a really funny meme, which was like, it was like Charlie's grandpa was bumming it all these years until they said he could go to a chocolate factory. Then he hopped right out of that bed. Think about that. Exactly,
0: he's a con man. Exactly, he's a fucking con man. That whole family was like really interesting to watch when, because I sat, because I was there at home, obviously on spring break, sitting on my ass, and like, I literally watched that movie, and he is like the biggest liar on the planet. Oh, easily. Like, what was that? That was. It was <laughs> a
1: cool depiction of an extremely toxic family, where Charlie was like being taken advantage of pretty much because like everybody was relying on him, the kid, and no one else wanted. Thing is, the grandpa could have worked, and we find that in the later books. Apparently, according to Brit, who's also going to be on this podcast, hopefully, who's our friend. Oh, I didn't know that. Shout out I just to, read the shout first out to one. Brit. Yeah, really. Yeah, but apparently, Amber. So she said. She said. She told me she was like. Apparently, like in the later books, he gets like he loses their entire factory by doing something stupid. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he gets the factory, but in the later books, he loses it all.
0: Wow. See, of, I only knew of the one book. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I didn't know it was like a whole series. See, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. i honestly i honestly thought it was just the one book and yeah, like it, ha- yeah. it ends happily ever after and all that shit wow no i mean th- that is an interesting like viewpoint on that and all i can say is i just found it really really hilarious that you're absolutely right the uncle just grandpa just, just was a grandpa oh yeah, grandpa joe mm-hmm. uncle joe what the fuck Uncle Joe? that's my life <laughs> um grandpa joe he um yeah, that was that was an interesting scene. I was like, okay, uh, that put a spring in his step. Yeah, he okay, convinces well. Charlie to take the freaking soda. I believe that I can fly over to the moon and the yeah, <laughs> really? And that like scene where they like do the soda pop when they weren't supposed to. Yeah, and that's they end the up one. Getting like stuck in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And they have to like fart They the burp to like land. Literally,
1: burp, Charlie, burp. Oh my god! <laughs> I hated that man. He was a, a wretched human being. And they, oh what was that? What was the one thing from the factory that you wanted so bad? It, okay. Honestly, the chocolate fountain. People said it was good, but it really just looked like dirty river water to
0: me. No, I'm, it looks. I'm sitting sit here knees, and look it looked like the Nile. No, that literally looked like um. What the shit is that? Ovaltine. Like an that's Ovaltine. literally <laughs> no. That's what Ovaltine looked like in a glass. Yeah. Be completely honest. Uh, that's it, not Swiss Miss. That's not like Nesquik. That's literally what Ovaltine looked like in a glass. Ovaltine that had orangey that watery, kind of brown. <laughs> that watery flavor. Uh,
1: it, was like it matched poor men's the, hot chocolate
0: literally it matched the literal packaging of the fucking jar it was so nasty more oval no. team please oh my god that's exactly what that looked like no that was disgusting and then when um, augustus is like drinking it with both hands i was like you have to be kidding me uh,
1: no and he was so weak he couldn't no. even like lift himself up he fell in just by leaning in
0: oh my god no i was like uh, no i can't do this but to answer your question that so that scene that very first room when he opens the doors and, like, they all just go crazy. And, like, in the, you remember in that room they have, like, the giant gummy bears hanging from the trees? Yeah. Those. Those look really good. Those. I would have went ham on all of the gummy stuff in that factory. <laughs> I would have destroyed it. also all the gelatin products. Literally. Like, all of the gummy stuff I would have killed. And also the mom who's, like, sitting in that flower patch and she, like, actually drinks the nectar of the flower and eats it. Because yeah. everything in the room is edible. She like dips her hand into it or
1: something. No, she's like sitting she, in the she flower patch. It?
0: And she like takes the, or no, that's Willy Wonka. Yeah. Willy Wonka's like sitting there and he takes one of the flowers off the stem and it's like a cup and saucer. And then he yeah. like drinks the nectar from it, but then he also eats it because everything is edible. That, I would have tried that too. Yeah. Period.
1: I wonder if anybody made Ugh. any connections between Willy Wonka and the Mad Hatter. Because there's a lot of, they're almost the same person.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Except like Willy Wonka has more like entrepreneurship skills.
0: I mean, pretty much. Yeah. And also the fact that like that's derived from regarding the Mad Hatter, that's derived from somebody actually on LSD hallucinogenic Mm -hmm. medications. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's two different things, but it is interesting how their parallels and their images kind of overlap. Who wrote Alice in Wonderland? I forgot the author's name. Oh God. Don't ask me that because I really, I could not tell you.
1: I remember when I was growing up in middle Mm. school, there was, I don't know if it was a rumor or it was true, but there was this thing going around that people were saying that Willy Wonka, um, not Willy Wonka, that the person who wrote Alice Alice in Wonderland was on hallucinogenics and was also the girl Alice, he was like molesting her or something, or she was a sexual victim of his. It was, I don't know if it was true, I gotta Mm. fact check this, but that was something that I remember hearing in middle school. That I, that she was an uh. underage girl he was like in a relationship with or something, or he was, he he fancied, because he's British, so that's probably what they say
0: that i don't remember Mm i i i honestly have no idea what i can say is the part about him being on hallucinogenics is true because at the time that was i think the primary mode of like medication for a lot of things Mm -hmm. and like that was the way to deal with a lot of illnesses um and that's what brought the movie or that's what brought the book into like basically fruition was he was on that so he that's what he wrote but i don't i don't know I would not be surprised if it wasn't the actual story that we were told, which is it's his daughter. Like I don't believe. That yeah, well, that's shit. like Pocahontas too.
1: Where like we think of Pocahontas as this like exactly. You know, we all know the age Disney woman. Mo-
0: exactly, we all know the Disney movies, and people really need to get with the fucking program that mm. that's not that's not it. Yeah, not at and all I all. know people know this, and like they're they're willing to share this information to be like the you know quirky I'm woke one at the party, but like stop. Yeah, <laughs> Just stop woke.
1: I feel it's like sometimes like, I'm the quirky woke one at the parties. I feel oh like I fit that mold sometimes. Oh Especially when I'm the only black person. Remember that remember oh that uh remember, remember that hip hop club we uh, went to? I'm the hip to cut my head off. in Raleigh? So me and James went to a hip hop club in Raleigh. And the, you don't remember this? We were visiting Brit in Greenville, Wait, and on no, the way no, no, back, no, 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 no,
0: no. <laughs> I remember that. You don't have to go. You don't have to go play by play. Oh my god, you made no, a face like you, you weren't. Because you said hip hop club, like I don't know what to call it. Like we went to urban like, club. gay clubs, but like we went to the we, we
1: went to, the, we went to the, the gay club, and then and then after that, we copped to the rap club,
0: the one full of straight people. Yeah, and we, we were on that first floor, and it was like,
1: all white people except for me and the DJ. That's what that was yeah and they're all like getting down to like biggie and they're playing like old school joints like yeah
0: biggie 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 can't you see like breaking it down was that the one wait no 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 hold on because we went to like two places like that was that the one where we went down into the basement that was and the and dive was red? the dive thing the dive club yeah that one so you're talking about that one that's the one okay yeah that was that was um that was an interesting situation you know what I will say this: at least everybody in that place was dancing.
1: Yeah, they were all getting down. The floor was hell. At least sticky. they were trying.
0: Yeah, yeah, really. It was like that means that it's a good place. Crunch, crunch, crunch. That. Yeah. If, if the floor isn't sticky, then it's like you you paid a cover for nothing. Like, yeah. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like you, your cover went to like nothing did we even
1: pay it it was like five dollars right
0: yeah it was one of was those places nothing. where we yeah we paid like two dollars or something like that and they gave us one of those membership cards which i had for a long i actually recently found that too and i died laughing because it's literally called like the kingsman club or something kingsman like that club or whatever <laughs> that club was called that what was a kingsman. cool place that place was so cool it was, I, it was a nice situation yeah that place was better than the first one we went to where we like walked up the stairs and made the left and it was like that balcony onto the street that one was corny oh, because they played oh, corny my music God. That was like it was all... full of straight people and nobody of... was talking to one another and nobody was dancing and it was one of those like, look at me, look at me kind yeah. of places. Everyone that was just kind of like,
1: they are just there Ugh. for the Instagram tag. That's what that Literally, was. Literally,
0: that was embarrassing. And they just kept staring at us like, what are they doing here? Literally, that was like. Is that an interracial couple? Yeah, they, that's are, what they were are thinking. They? they were like. <laughs> are, are, they, are they lost? Like, are you fucking kidding me? It was crazy.
1: Come on. I almost I, walked into the women's bathroom there, too, and the guy, like, had a fit.
0: Like You I, told me that. I remember. Remember that? You, you told me that. Because mm-hmm. the bouncers there were pretty, pretty much dicks, too, yeah. as, as they usually are at straight clubs. Because, like, the bouncers at straight clubs are, like, next level ridiculous. Like, I don't know why that's, like, a narrative, but when you go to straight clubs, they are, like, up your ass. Yeah. Like, I've never had somebody aggressively ask me for my ID until I went to straight clubs, and they were like, You got your ID? Like, oh, my – okay, <laughs> yeah. all right, just – a fucking I just got out of the lift Like relax Let me choke you. Oh my god Jesus That was the worst And like I don't know Like there's a weird thing Where like they only talk To dudes like that Which also tells me That straight clubs Are like the actual Axis Mondays Of like Satan's I don't know Like Dante's Inferno Collects the, the things that you read In Dante's Inferno Collect at straight clubs That's yeah. what I know Like those are basically Like the fucking limbo he, The heathens of society Legitimately though All get together. Like I swear to god dude I've never experienced that Like I don't know the bartenders too. bartenders at straight clubs are rude god they're so rude yeah
1: Fuck. what do you want like i don't drink so like i'll be i'll be asking for like a cranberry juice and shit and they'll be I, oh it'll god. be like that one scene exactly in the, what's that what's that one movie with Leonardo dicaprio where he asks for a cranberry juice and the guy's like cranberry juice what are you a fucking pussy and he beats up the bartender is it the departed is that in boston i have no idea uh, it's I can't even tell you. That sounds like a... It takes place in Boston. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio. it like Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know why he's not drinking, but I remember that scene. It's like a really famous... Oh, because I grew up in Massachusetts, that scene is so, like, iconic. Oh Any God. movie that was, like, filmed in Boston is, like, you have to watch it. It's... Like, fucking Fever Pitch.
0: It... Really? Oh, my <laughs> The worst God. movie ever. Oh, Jesus. I mean... I think what's really interesting about that is, is like when you grow up, you see like certain imagery and narratives and like movies that regard like all of the bigger cities that, you know, you, the bigger cities that like you want to go visit in America specifically, since we're talking about the US. But like it's interesting how most of the imagery and the movies that I've seen about Boston were like 10 times darker than any of the shit I ever saw about New York City. Like, makes sense. Like it's the like. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, that is compl- two different stories. It's literally. super,
1: super dangerous. It's like white-on-white crime in Boston. Literally to this day? It's like day, Southie and Northie. Yeah. If you're Northie, you're from, uh, you're Italian. So North End is Italian, South End is Irish, and they hate each other. See- They hate each other Yeah, with like a passion.
0: And I don't know, like to this day- if somebody brings up that city or like if somebody were to ask me what's the very first thing that you think of when people say boston i just think of this really angry guy like yelling at me because i didn't do something right and like you think that would be like the like the default setting for like new york city no i literally only think of that with boston like i just see like a white guy yelling at me like yelling like horrible shit at me because like i i don't know i didn't i like walked in front of his cab by accident like that's what i yeah that's I think with with Got Boston, it.
1: there's not enough diversity to whereas you don't dilute the mean white people. Where I feel like in New York, you dilute it because you have a shit ton of immigrants and like like just like people from all over the world. So it's like yeah. there's a give and take. It's like yeah, yeah, they're shitty people, but I get to eat like you know Cantonese yeah. food whenever I want. That's actually authentic. Like I, bird soup like bird saliva soup, which is a thing.
0: Like it's, I don't know my own travels and in my own experience with like the two. If we're talking Boston and New York City, I like obviously you meet New Yorkers and. To be honest, I have never met overly aggressive New Yorkers, and Bostonians legitimately are like, what'd you say? Mm -hmm. Like, immediately. And I'm like, I just said hello. Like, hold on. You You got got a problem? Let's just take a breath. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's my experience with both. Like, most of the Bostonians that I've met that have moved here are, like, ready yeah. at all times. I've experienced Like, they wake th- up ready, and I'm like, Jesus, calm down. <laughs> it's the South. <laughs> like, we don't do that here. Totally Holy down. Cri- really?
1: Most of the racial experiences I've had were with people in Boston who are supposedly liberal. Oh, supposedly God. progressive, and they're, they're really oh, not. Oh, my God. They're probably one of the worst. But, yeah, the fucking get a sip from the bubbler. I don't even know. You know what a bubble is? It's like a water fountain. Oh. And I Ew. called it that for
0: the longest time, yeah. Oh, God. Whatever. Because it bubbles up. Bubble, bubble. Oh, my God. Yeah, look well, at it. Look it's, at it bubble. It's literally that and, like, the stories that my dad would tell me from his youth because like he's from Springfield, Massachusetts or he, well, he's from Maine, but like Maine and Boston are not that far apart. Like I think it's oh, like a it's all hour the, drive. Mm-hmm, it's all the same. Literally. Like it's, a, it's like, a if you th- haven't I think been like to a,
1: Maine and you live in Massachusetts, you're literally, you
0: know, and he's from Portland, Maine and literally Portland, Maine and Boston are like legit. You could go there for a day if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And um, he would tell me stories about what they did back in like the seventies with him and his buddies. And it like, Long story short, the the stories all ended with them getting into fights. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. cool. Like mm-hmm. that's how it went. He'd be like, yeah, we'd say one thing, and you know, there you go. That started a bar fight. I'd be like, okay, great, Dad. Good, yeah. good, good moments, good times. It's like
1: <laughs> that crew from. It's like the Cobra Kai crew from Karate Kid. Oh my God. That that dude is scary. He still oh scares God. me. The leader of Cobra Kai. The blonde dude who's like super aggressive. and He's yeah. always beating him up for like. You're no talking reason. about
0: the first Karate Kid. The one yeah, with, like, that girl? Okay. not Jaden
1: Smith. Um, with the girl, and then they're, like, the first scene is yeah, soccer on the one. beach. Yeah, the very first one. Yeah, like, the actual... Yeah,
0: he was a
1: he was a dick. He was crazy. But then I saw a video on a YouTube, dick. which was, like, the reason... You know, it was, like, another perspective where it was, like... Apparently, the other guy... I don't know what his name is. The, the dude who moves there, who's, like, the protagonist, is actually the bully. Or just perspe- It changes the whole... Per- it's actually pretty good. You should watch it. I forget what the name of the video is called. But it's, like, a video showing the Karate Kid in a different lens... He he proves that that guy's actually the bully, and the other dude, the blonde dude, is just defending himself. But the way the movie's portrayed, because he's a protagonist, they make him seem like the victim, and he's like the harrowing harrowing figure who rises from the bullies.
0: Um. Okay. It was just. (sighs) I mean, like, I. That's interesting, but we, I mean, from what I haven't watched the first Karate Kid in God knows how long, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that blonde guy had it coming because he was yeah.
1: well, think outwardly about a dick. Think about the scene, the Halloween scene. That but. was the scariest beat up I've ever seen in a movie. What Halloween at that time. Does not he go to a party or he goes something? to the Halloween party and that dude, the blonde dude. He doesn't know anybody. He's smoking a right? joint. He knows the girl. And he knows them all cuz were playing soccer in the first scene. Right, game. it's like his first date.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that is that what it his is? His first okay, invite right. to like a cool
1: high school yeah, party, right? Yeah. And the girl I think invites him. And then he goes into the bathroom and he sees the blonde guy smoking a joint in the stall. The dude who who, you know, threatening to beat him up like a million times. He takes like a hose and wets his joint from like the top of the stall door. He like takes a hose and like sprays his joint and then runs. And the dude knows it's him and then beats him up. So he kinda he he kinda like, you know, provoked the situation.
0: I mean I love that we're deconstructing this movie. This is so this is not how it's I thought. It's a nuanced it. movie. This is not what I thought I would do with my day. <laughs> uh deconstructing the first karate kid. <laughs> like literally coming up with like theories and shit. Um I don't know. It's deeper than anything. think. I, yeah, no kidding, right? For sure. I mean, the only I did the only reason I not not the only reason I liked the first Karate Kids because to be honest, the protagonist I had a big thing for, like the actual uh, who's oh. the, the actor's name I, I, n- I have never been able to remember. The Italian, he has an
1: Italian name, I forget. I Anthony yeah, or something. He I have no Tony. idea.
0: He was he's he honestly was so fine. Like if you were a 90s kid, you kind of probably had a crush on him. Uh, he early was the teen, heartthrob. Or, if you were an early 90s kid, you kind of had a thing for him, mm-hmm. and I did and um uh danielson and um the other the only other karate kid movie that i personally liked was the one with uh that actress who played million dollar baby and she was like always getting kicked out of school and she hated school oh
1: it was a female version i never saw oh, that oh yeah
0: oh yeah okay you remember million dollar baby with uh, clint eastwood yeah. and he trains that boxer is a
1: boxer who's a who plays
0: a boxer it's a white woman whose name is a white woman actress and i never remember her name mm-hmm. but Anyways, that same woman who plays the boxer that Clint Eastwood trains, she's the Karate Kid in that movie. Oh, and um, it was the, like the third and last one that they did because they did son one and two, and then they did hers, and hers was the third. And um, yeah, she like does Daniel train her or movie. something? No, it, it's still um, it's still Mr. Miyagi and um,
1: tenured professor. Mr. Literally, Miyagi, yeah, and, and like everybody.
0: yeah, because he. Like her parents, I think her parents like pass away and she's living with a friend of the families or she's living with like her mom's friend or something. And they're living and she's living with her. And then, and the family friend knows Mr. Miyagi and she like Mr. Miyagi like agrees to watch over her and train her. And so like the family friend goes to live at his house in Japan and he comes to America and he like watches out for her. And that's mm-hmm. where he like teaches her martial arts and whatnot. And she, you know, she like meets this guy, and he's like kind of okay. He's kind of ugly, but like they become a thing. and like the main antagonist is a dude who's a douche at her school. And like that was kind of I guess the interesting part was she actually goes up against him and she whoops his ass, which Damn, is good that's... yeah. like she goes to like this like car show or this like this like thing, like one of those like, one of those like meetups where it's like on a pier and like it's all these like really rough looking people and like she shows oh, up the docks and she talking about yeah, the docks. Exactly. and she like actually like fights him and like whoops his ass. Oh like and a um, beat it. That's what it is. Literally like, like yeah, the like warehouse she, area. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like she kicks his ass. Michael Jackson. That was like the one karate kid that I took away because actually that was a was, like a really good movie. mm mm-hmm. Really good movie.
1: Everybody was kung fu fighting. Literally,
0: she has like a <laughs> she like a hawk that she's taking care of on like the top of her school. What and like, that's like a metaphor for her really cool. like growing as a person because like the hawk was wounded and she was kind of wounded and then she's like, but he has a but she has a broken wing, Mister Miyagi. She'll never be able to fly again. <laughs> and Mister Miyagi's like, you need to trust the process and trust her. <laughs> and then she like takes it off and like the you know like of course the hawk like flies away. He's and like she's like oh my god! And, like it's like that whole like the narratives you know match up. It's Jeez, not the, the wing Hawk. on the oh It's the wing in here. He points to his
1: heart. The wing in your heart If is what she matters. can
0: heal, you can heal. Like, yeah. This is like whole. This whole Does matters. he
1: still try on the wax on, wax off move? He's still doing that? Oh, of course. It's the basics. Of course. You got to start off somewhere. Of
2: course. Of course.
0: Wax but this on, time, on, like, obviously, off. she's not, like, painting his fence. Yeah. It's not that. Well, he,
1: Daniel already painted it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. For realios. Exactly. For I'll never get over how that movie was like <laughs> one of those like you've taught me nothing about martial arts. And then he's like, Wax on, wax off right now. <laughs> and then he doesn't he's like, see, you learned. That will forever take me out. Like like that was how to beat him.
1: That's when he had a black eye too, because he just honestly, got his ass whipped.
0: Like that I don't know how to fight. That was just like the galaxy brain like moments that we grew up with. Like, oh
1: God. In the one with Jaden Smith. With Jackie Chan where Jackie Chan is Mr. Miyagi Um, even though that's Chinese and it's Japanese, but apparently I don't think they thought Americans would tell the difference But um, in that movie instead of wax on and wax off they had the the whole put your coat on the coat hanger Like Jaden Smith and that was his wax on and wax off or because when he came home The dude Mr. Miyagi or whatever his name is Jackie Chan noticed that the he would throw his jacket on the floor like a bad boy and he was like no put it up. And he's like, "No, I don't want to." And he keeps putting it up and then he gets strong from that. Look at you. You're ripped. And then they get the next the next level of training, which is uh um on behalf of serving him dumplings everybody, in the in the pagoda.
0: No, on behalf of everybody with taste. Keep it. <laughs> keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that remake I'm was good. good. I'm all right. I don't mm. know. I mean okay, wait. So like Are we going to do this or do you want to actually like talk about something for real? Oh, we can talk. I just noticed that like we've, we've literally talked like we're the only ones in the room. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: that's what you do. Like this is my slogan is meals on feels and assorted spewing. So literally whatever you want to talk about. What do you want to talk about, James? Oh my God. How is it? I'm going to get (sighs) deep. How is it being a trans person? in charlotte north carolina because i know you oh my God. A okay lot of negative experiences you know she used to visit me when i was at work when i used to have a job in oh uptown and i would just notice the stairs which was horrible and it was mean-spirited and it was wretched and i wanted to pummel each of those people but i couldn't because i was working for the man
0: well, also like that's a really hectic life to like live, anyways. Yeah. I mean, I would really appreciate that too, but you know, listen, like, <laughs> I'm not just gonna go around assaulting everybody.
1: I mean, I could if I would. In my mind, right. I do a lot of it. I, I like lit- live in my mind half the time.
0: See, okay, and that's why that tweet that said the signs that woke up ready to fight, and it was like Virgo, Cancer, Sagittarius, <laughs> Aries. Like, that's why I know that that's a real truth. That thing is we real. wake up ready. I <laughs>
1: swear to God, one tweet, one little Instagram story. Honestly, like, that's Yo, who's what Nipsey know. Hustle? Who is, ni- okay, no disrespect, no, he's an yeah. awesome person, but I didn't know who he was until he died, and I'm not going to pretend I did. Same. Like, a lot of people Same. posting stories I, of pe- you know, name one Nipsey song. He's good. an awesome person that I'm learning about today, or yesterday, anyways, but, you know. Yeah, I genuinely didn't know who that, that was That shit either. made me ready to fight, because I was like, listen, like, stop. Like, I, I know half you people don't know what that shit is. He's not in a song with Drake.
0: You don't know who he is. I literally had no idea who that was. I honestly, and the name didn't really denote anything anything to me. Like, I was like, I have no idea if this is a woman, if this is a trans person, if this is, like... A me- like I had no idea. Like what's, I was like, I asked that's what's a very nip- literally. It's like. a very that's a very. If we're being serious, it's a very broad name. Yeah. It's, like I literally had. No it sounds idea like what a type that of was. hustle like, you would like go what? about. Go about. You know, like well, it's just like a I'm very, not hustling. I'm
1: Nipsey hustling. Like it's like an adjective for like hustle.
0: Ex- well, it's, it's also like hustle. it's one of those names where like you know when you say Kyle. You instantly have an image of who that person is in your brain. I think it fucking like Kyle you, like likes you have why. like a de- you have like a default person. When they said when I kept reading Nipsey Hustle, I was like, I have no idea who this is. I this could be like a performance artist for all I know. I don't fucking know. So yeah, agreed. <laughs> but um Next we have Nipsey Hustle. That's that's like a whole that's a whole discussion that I personally have no hat in and no bandwagoning Roll – because if I were, that's exactly what it would be. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, <laughs> that's a really loaded question um, as far as being trans in Charlotte NC. Um, oh, God. I mean, it's it's exhausting. And it's really exhausting. Um, and it's also this constant job it's a job it's like a constant job it is emotional labor it is mental labor it is it is everything that you can imagine because it's um oh god it's that's what it is i mean it's legitimately Mm -hmm. a job and it's honestly something where yeah, I really don't understand how close this should be to my face. So if it's like too <laughs> I pushed far, it. That's Please, like, tell me, like, you're you in the perfect to, zone. There we go. Yeah. Like, you have to. Like, I can adjust
1: the sound later. It's not that big. I of love deal, my but,
0: space. So mm-hmm. things this close to me, I'm like, um, hell- okay. Yeah, I'll open your biz. Yeah, really? So it's like a dynamic mic. So you gotta I'm gotta get- James. Yeah, really. Well, it's it's a job and it's really exhausting, but it's mm-hmm. also. It's so it's so fucking frustrating, and um, I think the really the thing that I'm going to like I'm going to disclaimer and set right now is that I am very um, outwardly spoken about being trans. It's not like it's like a thing that I like kind of avoid or don't really say. I'm very outspoken about it for the most part. I would say, and it's interesting because I'm not even if we're talking like on a scale of quote unquote, how trans are you? I'm not dressing and being like a full like cis woman. And even, and, and I am literally most of the time do not feel safe if I'm alone, period. Specifically in Charlotte. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's, Yeah, it's one of those things where if I'm visiting somewhere else, I have that kind of, like, mindset of, I don't even live here, so I don't give a shit what you think. Like, I'm literally here for three days. Why would I care? (laughs) Why? But when it's your home and it's, like, a very small pond like Charlotte, oh, my God. It's so suffocating. Yeah. It's so suffocating. It's ridiculous. Because I don't think people truly understand how small Charlotte is when it comes to social Oh, being definitely. social people, I really can't like express that enough that you have to actually watch everything that you do in the city yep. because legitimately we only have, and you and I've talked about this. We only have like what, three gay clubs here, mm-hmm. three gay bars here, like three or four, maybe you will see that person again.
1: Yeah. I went to uh, pride with you. Remember that? Yeah. And when we were there, everyone knew James pretty much. You just got like bombarded by people who just recognize you and and it's a very tight knit community. It is because you guys are so kind of ostracized in Charlotte. You kind
0: of become your own little incubator. Exactly. When you have to be, it's like a
1: safety issue.
0: Exactly. Like it's that it's a safety issue, but it's also one of those things where you, when you grow up in, in, in the South and when you grow up in a city like Charlotte, that doesn't exactly have a lot of things regarding the lgbt community unless you actually seek it out and by seek it out i do mean you know the right people and you know what to specifically google yeah reddit and stuff literally oh god (laughs) oh god if you want to i would not go to that (laughs) site for shit oh jesus i I use it for like (sighs) live
1: streams i
0: mean i've used it for like how to get like a brand new weapon in like a ps4 game but mm -hmm. outside of that i'm not i'm not going into that into that shithole of a website but um like it's it's really one of those things where you have to know the right people you have to know what it's so exhausting like it's so exhausting and you're right when you go to a thing like pride that's like that is the end-all be-all for most of our festivals and most of or i'm sorry now let me rephrase that that doesn't even make any sense it's the end-all be-all for like where we as a community here go to like actually genuinely enjoy and be something that we actually don't really have access to um in the city as much as it needs to be like period i just found out like two weeks ago that snug harbor on thursday night Mm -hmm. i just found out that like they have this snug harbor is the bar in um it's a bar in plaza midwood okay one of those like you know one of those like niche areas that everybody's going to and it's one of those like talk of the town kind of neighborhoods and truthfully it's like my favorite spot in Charlotte like if i wanted to live in Charlotte long term and actually wanted to stay somewhere girl i would literally get a house mm-hmm. there like period it's it is like a great area and i fall for it every time cuz it looks like a little miniaturized version of like brooklyn and it's just really cute mm-hmm. uh, like literally it looks like a like a first story a one-story version of like Brooklyn, it's cute, and it's like um, a Brooklyn set on a Hollywood movie, right? It's yeah. like it's like one it's like the seed that grows into Brooklyn, if that makes any sense. Like the like the oak tree that's it's the Brooklyn. Nucleus of that's Brooklyn. like the seed, like the little sproutling of like Brooklyn. It's really cute, mm-hmm. and Snark Harbor is one of those bars where like it's a really cool place because it's one of those spaces where it's always kind of like doing its own thing. It's always like. One minute it's this, the next minute it's this. It's a very evolving kind of place, which is always, like, a really cool thing to do. And it looks like one of those places – it's one of those places that's held together by, like, duct tape and, like, a dream. And um, (laughs) when you go there – I went there – I just found out that on Thursday night, it's mostly queer and trans people that go there it's mostly queer and trans people that actually dress up in like their own outfits. Because when I went there and met a friend of mine there, there was like people dressed up as like these construction workers. There was people dressed up in like a lot of BDSM wear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is there an event tonight? Like, is this something like, is there like a certain thing going on? And my friend goes literally. mm -hmm. And my friend goes, no, that's just how they dress on Thursday nights. And I was like, are you kidding me? It's not comic con. It's wait, no, you're serious. He was like, yeah, people always come on Thursday nights and dress like that. I don't understand it. I'm like, I do. That's referencing the old like nineties gay nightclubs that used and disco nightclubs Mm -hmm. where people used to dress up and be like themselves and like expound upon their own identity and go to a bar like that. That's exactly what this is, is going back to those roots. And we have that here and I didn't know. And like, Mm -hmm. that's what it took for me to find that out. Shit has not changed. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Do you think the lack of
1: advertisement and the lack of just being so exposed is like, something that people want to do, or it's just historically the LGBTQ community has been doing that in Charlotte. And it's kind of just like the way it's been.
0: I think it's both. I think honestly it's one of those. Um, I think it's one of those things where you know it because it's like a tight knit community kind of thing, but also there probably is advertising for it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, there probably is um, some form of, and this is funny because when my friend took me there, a coworker of mine, who's also a part of the family, Um, for everyone listening, when I say they're a member of the family, I literally mean like they're a part of the LGBTQ community. Like that's, that's That's literally what I say rather than doing the acronym. Um, my coworker told me the same thing. They were like, I go there every Thursday night because it's like this, like they play like electronic music and they play like, it's like a, it's, it's like the gay night. And I was like, I didn't know this. I was like, how long have they been doing this? Um, so when I showed up and I saw it for my, for like my own eyes, I was like, are you serious? but um i've never seen advertising for it um i honestly think it's one of those like word of mouth kind of things and yeah. my only issue with that is as most word of mouth things go for the people that kind of need that outlet and kind of want that outlet you have to know you have to be in the know and it's like that is such bullshit oh my god yeah that and you're pretty bullshit. in the know I'm james so like no i fucking am not i mean you seemed like no, a pride you were just like a social butterfly when i saw you so you and another friend have told me this, and like that's just because that's honestly from my standpoint the way that the art community should be. Yeah, I should not have to go through hoops. Do you guys have I like a big not... group chat or something like that? Or, I mean, if you if you find close oh, people that? like that, do mm-hmm. that. I mean, I know the trans group here on campus. I we have a, they have a group chat, which is really interesting. But it's just that's the way that it should be. Like I to this day, I think one of the really big issues that I have with. Certain parts of the LGBT community, mainly the cis gays, because the cis gays are the ones that just love to be the gatekeepers of shit like they're like they're the yeah, ones that start they're like the straight
1: people of the cis world, like straight people of the LGBTQ world. I mean, in a way,
0: for the most part, that's what they act like. Yeah. And it's really it's really annoying because they're they're always the first ones to be like the gatekeepers for shit, which is. These stupidest Fucking shit. Fucking keeper planet. of the keys, like
1: Hagrid or some shit.
0: Always, yeah. all the time. Like they're the ones that are like actually doing some kind of grandiose shit for making it some kind of in- exclusive kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like, first of all, no. Save that for somebody else. Like, what is this kind of velvet roof you're putting here? Where like you're hot and you're not? Like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. But um, it's. Yeah, it's that's one of the main issues that I definitely think is. I think that's the way that it honestly should be. Like, I still find it crazy that when you go to these bars here, which are, I'm going to be completely honest. They're mostly for cis gay men. Let's just get that right out in the open. And I'm also going to be here to say that in my experience as somebody white, it's literally for cis gay white men. And that's where the issues really arise because the blunt, honest truth Mm -hmm. is, is if you talk to anybody trans and they go to certain bars here, they will tell you flat out my experience was not good. I'm like, yeah, because guess what? It's for cis gay men. It's run by cis gay men. It's owned by cis gay men. And it's a place for cis gay men to essentially go there. And be cis gay To man. fuck the person that they see on Grinder that they didn't have the balls to DM. <laughs> and they see them in public. And even then, they won't even fucking do that. Because I've been in that situation where I've had somebody message me on one of those shitty gay apps. And they're standing three feet away from me. And I'm like, you have to be kidding me. That's crazy. Get the fuck out of here. It was the weirdest shit in my life. Like I looked at the message and it was from somebody who was literally standing two feet down from me. And I was like, did you just walk up to him? Are you kidding me? No, because at that point it's like really awkward, embarrassing, but that's, that's, that's what it is. I mean, that's legitimately, that's definitely a thing.
1: Annoying in the LGBTQ, um, uh, family unit because I was watching, I was watching an episode of queer eye and there was an episode with a, uh, trans person and she was uh, he was saying that um, what's his name tan tan was saying that he had never actually met a trans person or been a friend friends with a trans person Okay, I don't know how get a get out you know you want to say something but I was just saying within the actual LGBTQ community there are like a lot of like differing what the fuck? <laughs> I mean that's the thing I noticed spoken that to a trans there's
0: person that is the
1: dumbest shit I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I don't know oh if it was spoken. God. I don't know if it was spoken, but it was like I never met or I never interacted. It was something I never had a friend who was trans. It was something like that. Well, I was surprised because I thought
0: that you know, what the fuck? No, that's a very com- <laughs> no, that's a very common thing. And yeah. so there's two sides to that. One, the one side is okay. <laughs> All right, so what now, Tan? But the other side of that is that's a common narrative. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that from the outside looking in for a lot of cis hetero people, I really genuinely think that and and you know this is good that people see it that way that we're this kind of like very open and welcoming community which we are, but it's funny when you're in the community yourself, there there I mean we're just like every other Every other community, we do have things that we need to work on. We do have things that are issues. We do have discussions that need to be had. We have topics that need to be brought up. We have walls that need to be broken down because they're the main things that nobody wants to talk about, but they're right there. It's like the elephant in the room. And it that's literally a common thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of cis gay men in the same kind of avenues and circles as, you know, the Queer Eye Boys. They don't speak to t- to trans people. They don't speak to queer people. They don't speak to non-binary people because the thing that there's a thing that needs to really um, need to be like a, a normalized kind con- of conversation where in a lot of ways, and I've had a conversation with um somebody who I, who was a cis, cis gay man and identified as such where it was, he looked me dead in the face. I'll never forget this. He looked me dead in the face and we were having this conversation about this and he was like, No, there's there's a there's a um there's a conversation that's had where when it comes to trans I think he used one of those like blanket terms of the trans community or the trans. Mm -hmm. Like that like that kind of blanket term because that's that is hilarious and that shows you. You also told me that transsexual
1: was actually derogative. That's where I learned that. I never knew that. That's a derogative term. Don't even say that. And I never even knew that. You
0: sound like an asshole and you sound like you're it's like nineteen seventy six and like you just sound like an asshole, and um, I'm like I'm talking to this this cis gay man, and he literally says when you're like, somebody told me that, and I think this was a coworker of his that was also gay as well. He's he was like my coworker told me when it comes to the trans, you're never gonna get it right, and you're always gonna be you know, you know incorrect, and you're always gonna be like triggering somebody and this that and the other one of those bullshit narratives, and that's literally how cis gay men view it. Period. That's it. That's, yeah. that is, that is cisgender male identity as a whole is they literally see it as a lot of work. They see it as a lot of like, there's a divide there. Yeah. There is a divide there and it's hilarious because most of them don't respect you. Most of them have nothing to do with you because outside of cis, <laughs> outside of cisgender male gay identity, it's basically cis women. And other cis gay men. That's about it. Mm-hmm. That's about as deep as it gets. Because, and I said this, I said this in an angry out, I said this in kind of like an angry rant to somebody one time, but it's getting to the point where it is to the point where gender nonconforming, queer, non-binary trans people need to not only be, need to, they need to be not the only ones in the LGBT acronym community that actually look at at things critically and think analytically and actually fucking look at things in a very critical lens. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. Like, I'm sorry. I hate to be this person, but cis gay men are walking around like it's the fucking 1990s and we're on queer as folk and it's tired. It is tired. Yeah. And I'm tired and I'm so sick of having the one dimensional conversations with them because literally it comes from that same place and I'm not dishing on anybody on queer eye i'm not saying oh you're less woke i'm just saying it's 2019 why and you have to be kidding me I like mean, what kind of propaganda is that what are you talking about you don't you actively say you don't know anybody trans yeah. first of all th- that is that is like the most extreme statement that i've ever heard probably for viewing probably for tears probably for Probably for all of probably for the demographic that Queer Eye goes for, which you know, go off whatever, get your ratings, I guess. Yeah, but that I feel is like I don't Queer Eye is that mostly statement. for
1: straight people. Most of the people <sighs> who watch it are cis. It, it's for a lot. Oh, and let's tell them what cis means if you don't mind. Um, I don't know. I don't think all of them know.
0: Cisgender is basically so when you're born and you're you're labeled as male or female and you're raised as. Male or female by your parents, and you're garnered or you're basically labeled that by somebody in the medical field, and you, you know, are raised in that identity, and that's like your identity, and that's you, and that's how you 100% feel and genuinely are. That's what cisgender means. Mm-hmm. So if you're deemed male at birth, you identify with your you're birth raised gender. In, exactly. You're is. raised as male, and you're, you know, raised being identified with male pronouns. That's what you're comfortable with, that's who you are. 100. Mm-hmm. percent, That's what cis is. So, when I say cis gay men, I obviously mean cisgender. You know, a male assigned uh, assi- assigned male at birth, raises a male, identifies as male, and gay men, obviously. Yeah. There we go. Yep.
1: You were so, also telling me that God. the LGBTQ community has a lot of issues with colorism and racism, mm-hmm. particularly for Black mm-hmm. LGBTQ community oh, yeah. members. For years mm-hmm. and it actually mirrors kind of things i've witnessed in other communities where they kind of take the greater the mac the macro community kind of becomes a reflection of them in a way what i'm saying is the greater community the greater society has an issue with racism and colorism in america particularly mm-hmm. so the smaller lgbtq micro situation community kind of re- replicates that because it's. They kind of they're kind of taking cues in a way from the greater influence, which is the culture that they're in. I've seen that in a lot of other communities, particularly the Muslim mm. community, which I grew up in, where colorism is a huge issue, mm. racism is a huge, huge issue. Unlike any other, I've, I've experienced most of my racism in the Muslim community growing up. You know, I always felt inferior in ways. I was made to feel that way by you know some of my other counterparts. Mm. So when I when I look at that. I see that kind of the greater threat the greater issue is isn't it's not really the LGBTQ community's fault that there's racism in there I feel like it's comes down to white supremacy in the greater culture whereas like I was telling you the other day that most white supremacists aren't even white not most let's say a lot a lot of white supremacists aren't even white they're just taking their cues from the influence because everyone wants to be on the winning team or associate with it so everyone is in a way trying to associate with whiteness associate with whoever's on top because we all want to wear the jersey and, and you know cheer the team and be a part of it in any way we can, so associating with whiteness is disassociating from blackness as much as you can, which is what I've witnessed in in my own community, mm-hmm. you know, the Sudanese community as well, um particularly in the context of the U.S. is is when that happens the most mm-hmm. because of the stigma put on being black or being African.
0: I mean. Well, thank you for sharing that. Oh, yeah. Because you and I, I this is interesting doing this podcast because um, you and I talk about this and we talk about this in like when we're hanging out, like kind of like in our free time, like when you and I have the schedule to like l- both link up. But this is, I think, the first time where we like are personally kind of actually going in depth into our own experiences, like in depth. Definitely. Um, Thankfully not in front of a live studio audience Because Jesus Christ, I would fall apart Oh my god, no Holy shit <laughs> uh, Thank god the podcast exists and like a laugh track ends, right? and yeah. like a Oh god Clap Yeah, just for like, Yeah, really Just to like break the tension Like yeah, that's yeah. what we would do uh, I have like one of those Like automated well, like fart noise makers We have oh, a little icebreaker game Before right. to get things going Right One of those like whistles That they would do Like to like For like the sound of like I, like, I pull, I pull out my cootie catcher To kind of, you know right. Entertain the Oh my god Entertain the audience Literally mm-hmm. Well No, you're absolutely No, I mean that's an important conversation to have and that's um you're you're absolutely right it's it goes back to my earlier point of it's it's we're at the point now where google is free um, it's out there. Like, to, it is out there have we ever had to it is out there have you ever had to pay for google just Jesus Christ! I fucking hope not. No, I not mean, either. technically, if you're paying for internet, I guess that's equivalent to that. Like, I that was a net neutrality guess, thing, right? L- that, like, you thing know, about, I yeah. guess it's like, like if we're being completely literal, I guess it isn't free because you're paying for the cell service. You get my point, though. yeah? It's I not it. like every time you click this, click the search button, it's like you're a piece of you your soul falls exactly. N- like, I get a PayPal notification: you just got charged by Google. You know, th- a dollar, <laughs> like some, you know, <laughs> one of the like our typical like contemporary version of like paying for something, but um. It goes back to the fact that, specifically talking in the LGBT community, the trans, non-binary, gender non-conforming, like we can't be the only ones doing the work, especially trans, gender non-conforming, non-binary, black and brown individuals. You, it's, it is to that point we cannot be the only ones looking at shit critically and analytically and like actually putting out the work and doing the work that people refuse to not only listen to, but like not even remotely like get within 30 feet of and be relatively uncomfortable And for the reasons that you state. It's ridiculous. And you're absolutely right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word that you stated earlier replicate because from obviously it's obviously it's ingrained yeah. In American culture, it's ingrained in American society. It's in American history. I mean, it's ingrained. It's in the water. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely comes down Do you to feel like the LGBT community because it, it boils down to the fact that those certain dynamics are in the LGBT community as well. Yeah, white cis gay men are like, for some fucking reason, the mastheads. For some reason, the identity here, for nine times out of ten, I'm assuming if you asked somebody on the street well, th- when they think of the LGBT community, what would they think of? They'd think of the original Queer Eye, which was like, what, four or five cis gay men? Yeah. With, like, sweaters tied around their well, necks? Well, now it's like, the same thing, right? That, in, in a way, the remake. Look, shit. Yeah.
1: Well, do you think that um, the reason a lot of people don't really... The LGBT community isn't really addressing it is because there's this fear of airing your dirty laundry, which I feel... Is in the Muslim community where we don't want people to know that there's racism, because you know we don't want don't tell don't let the white people find out. Of course, you know. And also back on the thing you said about the LGBT community, with where you know for some reason whites white people are still on top in that community, mm-hmm. s- specifically specifically cis um, cisgendered, you know, gay white men. Gay men, of course, yeah. Gay men are on top. well if you look at any community any immigrant community, any other, you know, micro community in the U S you'll always find that the most, the people closest to whiteness are on top. Mm -hmm. The people with, you know, think about it in, in the Muslim community, I can say the people with the fairest skin, the people who look the whitest are Mm -hmm. usually kind of running the show, not directly, but it's it's clear there's some sort of color hierarchy. There's a proximity. Yeah, proximity. Of there's literally you're a You're at the top of the, of the pyramid. P- exactly. Because you're closer to the white pyramid.
0: It's easier to ascend that. Like yeah. hands down. Like Definitely. period. Like it's easier to access things. It's easier to like do what you need to do yeah. to get to that higher level. Period. And the fetish
1: yeah. fetishization of yeah. white people is is super real and it's not talked about enough. That people view whiteness as this brand this kind of designer purse you know having a white man or a white woman on your arm is considered very fashionable or get you likes on instagram or something like you it's know like a shitty burger <laughs> but it's people are ingrained to believe that which is an issue as well but you know it's something i've just noticed growing up mm-hmm. you have hierogamy situations where hierogamy is basically marrying into something you a status you feel is inf- is superior to your own it's that's it is an anthropological term.
0: Literally it's, and you're absolutely right. It's, mm-hmm. it's conversations that are, that, that need to be had repeatedly until people fucking understand it. Because I'm not kidding you. I am beyond tired with hearing the most bullshit counter arguments from the cis gay community that I have ever heard in my life. Mainly sis. Cis what men. are some of those arguments? It's ridiculous. In regards to what we're talking about specifically, mm-hmm. it's, it's, if you and this is a very prominent thing, but go onto any of the gay dating apps and I'm not kidding you. The bullshit veneer is still out there. It's either people who are fetishizing anybody who's not white or it's people who are outwardly spoken in the most in the most harmful, most toxic way. Yeah, I will not date anybody who is not white. Like period. I've seen that. on. Oh, they openly say the N word. They openly are like, I'm not looking for the n. have literally had friends message me and go, I am beyond done with this app. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, I just saw somebody's profile and it said, I am not dating insert N word. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, no, that's a prominent thing that I see. And I'm like, you see it often. They're like, yeah, all the time, all the time on these apps, all the time on the gay apps. It's a prominent, mm-hmm. it's a very, yeah, it's a real see, fucking thing. That's why getting on chat roulette
1: none of that. It is, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, any better. Oh,
0: God, that's just the, oh, <laughs> I have. i am such a pleb. I need to get on that. But that is a very prominent thing that people legitimately do not understand. And this is also a conversation that if you bring it up with most cis gay men, I'm not even kidding you, the usual go-to excuse is, well, I don't see that, or I haven't experienced that, mm-hmm. or I don't see that on people's profiles, or my favorite, I mean, we all have preferences to we what all we have preferences, it. and it's like, get the fuck out of here, yeah. first of all <laughs> I
1: had a Persian friend who for some reason randomly told me that Please. he ne- would never find a black woman attractive, he just he just said no, nah, I don't like, I'd never find a black woman attractive and I was just like, and I was like, you know, I was like in high school, I was like, even Beyonce? and he was like, especially Beyonce he didn't say especially Beyonce, but you know he was like, no, I don't even find her attractive I was like, okay, so I think there's a very thin line between preference and racism especially when the, the they're anti-preference. And the yeah, pretty much. They're one and the same
0: for yeah. me personally. And this well, is just me talking. What about one the preference?
1: Only if the preference is racial. What if the preference is like, I like guys or girls with brown hair or like blonde, blonde hair is kind of teetering too.
0: I mean, it does play into the beauty standards that are normed period. Definitely. I mean, it, They definitely play into a very racially charged, um, beauty standard that we're still in today. um, yeah, literally they're they're one and the same because you have this. It's just like with anything else, the new buzzwords come in or the new words that kind of describe a certain a certain aspect of society that people have to play into in order to seem in order to be in the now. It's 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 literally the same thing like mm-hmm. my preference. OK, just openly say you're racist. Yeah, just openly say or just openly say that you don't like femininity in other people or just openly say that you specifically want to date straight men who just happen to enjoy other men's company. Like just say it. Yeah. Because that's the other thing that I'm sick and tired of too, is I'm sick and tired of the perpetual thing being cis gay men chasing straight men. It's so tired. It's so tired. Do they try to like, so tired. Are they trying to like, what's, what's the goal of that?
1: Like to kind of like get them to experiment or, I mean, if you chase
0: a straight man, that is one aspect of it. It's, it's this kind of, it's this really weird, coercive kind of culture that, and you know, if we're being completely honest, straight men play into it too. Yeah. Straight men legitimately play into it. They know what they're doing. I've met plenty of straight men who it adds to their own ego that people within the LGBT community find them attractive. Really? Oh and god, they te- yeah. They probably it's tell a people pre- about it. Prevalent at, like, sto- like, and it's and so shit. disgusting. It's yeah. so disgusting. I got hit on. Oh, it's god. so disgusting. It's so fucking stupid. And it's so one dimensional. And it adds to the reason why from a base ground point from a base foundational level that most of men's identity comes from a place of sexual traction. Yeah, and sexual mm-hmm. usage. Point blank. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a part of the community that really needs to be talked about because I don't know how many times I've because two of my closest friends are queer and trans black individuals and they they tell me their experiences all the time when we when we we go to certain spaces and it's just like oh my god. Yeah, you uh, what is
1: going on? Yeah, it's like you can't escape it. It's everywhere. You know, back to the colorism thing. Um we were saying that, you know, Blackness is either super avoided or it's r- people run to it as a part of a fetishization as well, right? Mm. So I feel like I'm fetishized a lot. So I was on this Muslim dating app, right? Mm-hmm. Don't ask why. Don't ask questions. I was just on it. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, nah, it, was, it was a horrible decision. It was called Minder. And I was on it, and I noticed a lot of the matches I was getting. It's an interesting name. Yeah, it's supposed to be like Tinder, but it was. They couldn't have been more. <gasps> oh, oh, okay. They that's couldn't that's, have been like, more creative. Tinder? What the hell? I was like, ah, uh, is that okay? Yeah, and they, they charge you like ten bucks a month just to work. Oh
0: yeah. my god! Mm-hmm. like Netflix. I'm never paying for apps. Spotify, hand, and Hulu. No, yeah. Fuck no.
1: When I was on there, I noticed that most of the non-black matches I would get, because I would just swipe right on everybody, but.
0: Most of the no, non
1: m- most of the non black matches that I were I was getting, they had something super in common. They all were really into the Kardashians, and they were all super into the NBA. That was something that was super common. <laughs> and I was like, and they was like, "Ooh, six four black man!" Like that's what you know. That's how tall I am. If anybody's wondering, but that's how they would they would just like associate with me, and they'd be like, "Oh, do you like basketball? Do you like rap music?" They would always ask me, and I'm like, I don't follow basketball, and, like, I'll listen to, like, like, I don't know who Nipsey Hussle is, like I said earlier. Like, I'll listen to rap music, but I'm not deep into the into the crevice.
0: So, that's... You know, that is honestly the challenge of the dating apps that nobody can, like, prepare you for Yeah, is the amount of stupid shit that you actually have to deal with. Yeah, like, like I'm not going to be here like, Deshaun. Stupid. I'm not going to be here oh, yeah.
1: Tyronosaurus Rex. It's...
0: It's it's so disheartening. It mm-hmm. makes you, it's funny because we're living in a time where I think major, I think now it's saying that like majority of people meet and date online. Like that's just like the, yeah, normal cause we're also antisocial online and it's, yeah, that's like the one downside to it is, is you get on there and it's just the stupidest conversations Fuck. on the fucking planet. I don't oh look good God. on paper too. I'm
1: like an in-person experience. Oh God. Yeah. I'm
0: like, you have to be there to experience me.
1: Like when, when you go, when you forget, it's like LinkedIn putting putting down a resume, but you got to go, right? So let's, we can wrap up. No, we don't. Wrap no, I, don't, I actually know. Sure? But
0: that? do you want to take a quick break? Because I actually have to go to the
1: bathroom. Oh, we can take a break. Let me pause it. Let's. Uh, Corn nuts. Pop tarts. So Itch. James is back from her tinkle. Oh, boy. brought her Self some pot
0: I had to break that damn open baby. Ugh. <laughs> Period. Did, it, did it make a noise? Did you hear it? Was it, it like a, a rushing? It was like that movie the like the perfect storm. It sounded like that. Oh my god, the perfect. Oh I not see that. <laughs> <laughs> the plumbing was shaking. <laughs> Release the hounds. Guggenheim, literally one of the best gay couples on the planet cuz I kind of identify as Smithers and like all of my relationships to a certain extent. Smithers. Wait, which movie is that from?
1: The Simpsons, the one you just referenced, oh, you Dota Bird. Release the Hounds is not from this, this is Smith. Oh, oh like, hey, yeah, he is gay. I totally forgot. Mr. Burns you. and Smithers, right? Yes. I totally forgot. That's about Mr. That. Burns. But they didn't come out until, like, later episodes. It was always suggested.
0: Oh, I don't know. Well, it was always suggested that Smithers was the one who, like, legitimately has an infatuation and obsession with him. Like, he he loves
1: him. I thought he was, like, the boy slave. It was, like, that relationship. Because he was, was. like, you know... There was a lot of money involved in the
0: dynamics. Exactly. But he actually genuinely loves Burns. Like, he... Like there was multiple episodes I think where he would like take a took a bolt. He for literally, him. yeah. Like yeah. I think there were a couple episodes where like Homer would be like the personal assistant of him, and like b- Smithers would be like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna literally kill you. Like I will <laughs> honestly kill you if you take my man." Yeah, I
1: remember that. And then Mr. Burns owns the nuclear fact nuclear reactor.
0: He does. Thing, yes, yeah. he is Homer's boss. Power plant. Yeah. The maniacal, capitalist-driven asshole that we all know. Lisa was like in the, the bombest person on that show, though.
1: I feel like in the family. I wasn't a Bart fan. I was like... I felt like I was just more like a Lisa. Uh, Bart was too... I feel like Bart was the kid who bullied me in school, so I was like, I always associated with Lisa. She was too... He was too... That makes
0: sense. I can kind of see that. Yeah, Bart was a dick. I can kind of see that. I do feel like Bart is probably one of those guys who like... The Lasky kid. Yeah. super mean. He's probably one of those guys who's like... What kind of guy is he like? He's kind of like those guys that. How do you describe the people that we've met? They watched a lot of Rocket Power. <laughs> That's that shit got them. Specific. <laughs> that shit got them amped. <laughs> That's like really specific. Yeah. Um, and they always
1: identified with like one person from the show. Like, yeah. I'm more of an auto.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess he just kind of like really encapsulates that kind of like burnout dude yeah. from most of the '90s movies, who like was always late to class, literally um, never did any of the homework. I had like the worst attendance record.
1: All the Period. small things oh my God. that
0: that dude. Okay. Well, like he's running through campus. Blink 182 is always playing, or like All American Rejects is playing lightly in the background. <laughs> True.
1: I, I will not go. Okay, home, yeah. and then we'll go on times. a little windmill. You ever realize that part of the song? What the hell? And all the small things at the end. He's like, and then we'll go on a little windmill, and I don't know what that means, but the song's good.
0: Are you sure that's the lyrics? I swear. That Look it so up. Funny. Look it up. That's so funny. I got to do that. Yeah. We'll that's go on hilarious. a little
1: windmill. <laughs> I, I really thought... hate that. Yeah. Let's all go on the windmill, guys. What? Everybody on the windmill? Yeah.
0: All right. I thought this go. was punk. I'm leaving. I thought you were I thought it was being projecting. edgy. This is stupid. We don't agree with society. This is stupid. This is society.
1: You know what show I fucking love? Portlandia. You know what's funny? James is always sending us Portlandia
0: memes. Oh, my God. Let I her lo- speak. I love Candace. I really, I genuinely do. The Feminist like, Bookstore. That, honestly, I, I've i tried to give a lot of the sketches of that show a chance, and they're just not funny. Like the ones It's that a are, hit or miss. Literally, like the Feminist Bookstore show. ones are great, and then I watch the rest of it, and I'm like, these are not funny. Yeah, you don't like Lance and Nina? No. Hey, Lance. I mean, I liked no. one episode where it was like, uh, I think Lena. they tried
1: too hard. Nina you know Nina had one episode where she had like a birthday and they had tapas and they had this really yeah. annoying couple at the restaurant who were their friends who went to like Spain and they wouldn't shut up about tapas and how it wasn't authentic and it was like I think to the dude did like a flamingo dance in front of them to like demonstrate Spanish culture that they learned in the week they were there. That that moment was iconic oh my for God. me. That
0: that hit the spot. It's funny you mentioned that actually because the girl... In the in the duet of Portlandia. Like mm-hmm. it's the main actor Carrie. and the Yeah, the one that like in the feminist bookstore, she's the dark haired one with the glasses. Yeah. She's in the T V show Transparent. Oh. Which is on Amazon Prime. And Transparent is about um I think it's I think that show is about two, three years old. Um, and it's about uh this family that lives in Los Angeles. And um It's basically about how the dad, the dad and the mom are in like, I think they're late sixties, maybe like late fifties, early sixties, mid Mm sixties. And, um, the dad comes out as trans and actually makes like the transition, the full transition to who Mm -hmm. he, who she wants to be. And, um, yeah, like it's an, it's an interesting show. Um, I hate the sun. I I hate the sun. The sun is so annoying. I think Carrie herself is actually queer. In real life She has I I would not doubt it Because she's in that show Yeah And she plays the love interest Of the youngest daughter
1: In Transparent Okay Mm -hmm. Yeah And And they got some steamy scenes I imagine
0: Of course Like they actually become a couple Mm -hmm. Because they're really close friends And then the youngest daughter Allie goes to uh, college And she takes She enrolls in a uh, Women's and Gender Studies Major And Her friend Who's the actress from uh, Portlandia Mm -hmm. She's in it as well And um yeah, they end up being a couple and all of that. And it's funny because she's the exact same person that she is in Portlandia. Like her acting does not change. The personality. She's the exact same person. Like she's always like that super serious, can be funny and edgy and, and happy or sad, but still have the same facial expression. Well, the,
1: the cool thing about all of that, her like and Fred Armisen, they're not actually like naturally, they're not comedians. So Fred started off as like, I think he was like a punk rock. He's like a musician. And then Carrie was also a musician. Like, that's how they know each other, I'm pretty sure. So they didn't really go in. They didn't start off in acting. And I feel like those actors make the best actors because they don't try as hard. Where I feel like comedians or actors who are in it forever, they're always just trying to get a laugh and they'll just do anything. Where it comes off more organic when you're just kind of, right. you know, you know, you don't have that's that background. See no, so totally. what I'm saying, right?
0: No, totally. It kind of comes a little bit more naturally. Yeah. And that's totally. why
1: that's what I like Portlandia because I feel like it's a little more organic than...
0: Yeah, you know what? And then see, watching like SNL or another sketch show. Which God, is like no. super oh in your God, no! Oh God, no! That girl SNL has not been funny for years. Yeah, I was more that into Mad TV.
1: Mad TV was amazing, God. and its heyday. I mean, I was that dude, man.
0: Fox. And you know, most people would disagree with you. Like, I've actually met multiple lot people, people who are hate like, "Mad TV." I was super. Multiple into it. people who are like, they've looked me dead in the face and went, "Mad TV was never funny." I was like, "What?" I felt like you said never. That's a really tall order. Never. It was never funny, ever. You've seen like, every ever, episode, ever. like ever, ever, ever. It was okay, edgy. They
1: did things got SNL it. wasn't willing to do. Like they did a lot of race-based stuff. that SNL was like super shy to do, oh, and that was in the nineties.
0: God. Okay. Early, that in two early two thousands. That fucking episode where they like make this like boy meets they did a skit right yeah where they made a boy meets world episode but like the main characters were black (laughs) and like there's like a scene in that skit where like they cut the cameras and they're talking to the actors in the skit and and like the person doing like that like it's like a it's a guy doing a documentary and he's like we're now on the set of the brand new show i don't remember what it was called he's like, and it's got the two, and the two actors are black actors and they play the main characters in this show. Let's go ask them what it's like being on TV. And they, and Deborah Messing, the, the actors who used to do the Whitney Houston impersonations, yep. like one of the funniest people on that show, hands down. Yeah. She was hilarious. Oh my God. They walk up to her character and they're like, "So, what's it like being on this show? You know, for black people and and being, you know, the two main actors? Because the joke about it was they were two. The joke about it was the main characters were black, but like it had n- it, it literally was like the super, white vision of show. what black people were supposed to be. That was kind of like, like the, Co- the oh, the Cosby Show or like or that's like more that's urban. what it, that's what no, as in like they were like the white version of." The they were the whiter version of what black people should be, uh, basically. So the so when show. like, yeah. So like yeah. when like, the when the guy doing like the news interview is like is like talking to them, she's just like, um, <laughs> I mean, do, do, can you answer that question? Like, I don't really think it's like that, but whatever. And then like the like people who are actually running the show, they like walk on there and the actress is like, I just think that it can we can we actually have episodes about black issues yeah. and then like the tv executive is like uh on this on this studio floor you are african-american <laughs> like that is literally what the like the episode that's what they did was like that super specific humor that people like if you knew you under you know what I'm yeah saying? you had to you had to
1: see snl was more like God for almighty. everybody for the masses it was
0: literally like the buzzfeed of comedy yeah
1: pretty much essentially it was for like this is what the corporations want you to laugh at Matt TV is what you actually want to laugh at on some. There were some episodes that sucked, but yeah, Bobby Lee was really good on that as Yamanashi. Mm. He, he was really good, but um, I watched a really good uh, movie this weekend called we have to watch it. It's called much loved. It's on Netflix. If you're listening, watch much loved. It's it's a very little known movie. Uh,
0: what's it about?
1: It's about I'm, I'm getting to
0: it. Okay, good.
1: It's about four Moroccan prostitutes and it follows their lives. It's not like a documentary or anything. It's just, it's an actual movie. Right. Um. It's not fiction, but it's like, it's like the category that it could have happened, but it didn't happen. But it's like, it's an actual acting movie with, you know, actors and stuff, but it's really good and it follows their lives in Morocco and like the things they have to do and they don't shy back from anything. They show everything. Like there isn't anything that's to be, because okay, it's, a for, it's a foreign movie. I'm down. And there's a transgender person in there as well in Morocco. I'm down. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really, really good movie. Also, when I was watching, it, I was like, "James would fucking love this." It's w- about the sex industry and how. Oh, I'm,
0: we're we're watching this. Also, Morocco was yeah. like gorgeous. It's a really nice country. Oh my yeah. fucking god! And you get all the scenes, so gorgeous. but you get
1: like the senior oh. side of it, and it was actually pretty sad. I told it to a fr- I told my friend to wa- other friend to watch it, and they were like, they couldn't watch the f- complete movie because you know they were like they got so triggered because there's like there's a lot of scenes in there that's like they show everything. You know, how foreign movies are they don't have restrictions, so I think it's like part French, part Moroccan. Like it's like filmed in like the production companies French and then like it's filmed in Morocco but right it's all in subtitles but it's really good and they speak Arabic I speak Arabic but Moroccan Arabic is very distinct very distinct it's very hard for I um, don't know that yeah like in the Arab world it's very hard for people who aren't Moroccan or North African like Morocco right. Algeria Tunisia to understand Moroccans because right. their language is so infused with Berber which is the indigenous language of Morocco wow in North Africa yeah so a lot of Moroccans don't even associate as Arab they call those call themselves Amazik or uh, Berber um, that's the thing, yeah they they don't associate, they don't identify as but it just shows how like you know the Saudi Saudis go to Morocco and just take advantage of a lot of these women, and it's I've never seen a movie depict it uh, the way they did. Where it's something that everybody knows, but nobody wow. really discusses, and that movie just took it to a whole another level. And it's I think it's banned in some countries too. Wow! When I looked it up because it was so good, I was like, shit, I gotta look this movie up. On you IDB. said it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Just type in much yeah. loved. It'll pop right up. It's really good.
0: If this is on my list, I won't be surprised because I'm horrible at adding a bunch of things that are awesome to my list and never watching them. Like, I just watched this this special on uh, that, that documentary on Studio 54. It's been sitting oh, on my list for like, to watch for like ever. And I finally, like, because it takes me forever to try something new when it comes to like music and TV. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I guess I will. I'll fucking rewatch Scrubs like a million times on Hulu. That show I fucking like. People. It's on Hulu. Yeah, that show's on I Hulu. didn't know that. It
1: was on Netflix and they took it off. All 26
0: seasons. Everything. That Holy shit! That show was fucking good. <laughs> that show never ended. That show was never not on TV. The thing is, like oh, a lot of God. people didn't like it, but like somehow, what? A lot of people. I, I know people who hated it. Who were like, it wasn't. Oh funny. no, that no. I, hate is a strong word. Yeah. Like even my parents liked it. It was good. It was. My well parents written. didn't do medical shows, but like, we would actually watch it. There was a moment where my parents like actually. Well, me and my mom would watch it, and it was really enjoyable. It was, it was really good. cool. Mm-hmm. It was really cool you know and i like dr cox's wife oh my she god was always so good what goddamn was her name, Cor- name? No, corny cox no is else um, mixing
1: up names
0: i don't remember his i don't he's remember used his to call her, name the but she was really shit, funny yeah. yeah she was like even more scary than cox himself like he used to hide from her yeah, yeah she was really funny okay she i was, was i was funny. a jd
1: guy and also turk turk actually probably turk more so i still share that turk gif where he's dancing to Rapper's delight i said a hip hop hip
0: oh my god that's so funny. Laverne was cool, too. Laverne, Laverne the secretary. Cool. Laverne, yeah. Laverne was, was the yeah. front desk. The front desk Was she a nurse lady? or a secretary? She was a nurse. Yeah. She was a nurse who worked primarily at the front, like the check-in counter. Yeah. Laverne looks like a nurse. She could make a good nurse. She's got the bil- so She's funny. got the look. She was great.
1: Yeah. She's got the look. And then so funny. something I did do in that show, though, is depict the nurses as, as mostly black, where Turk was the only black doctor. That's something. I mean, it was in the early 2000s. That wasn't on their radar yet. But yeah. um, you know, I don't remember seeing any white nurses on there who were actually like vocal characters. Think about it. it was, regarding Scrubs, yeah, regarding Scrubs, like oh, Laverne, god. and it'd be um.
0: Well, it w- no, the, no, you're the right. La- the it Latin, was, Afro- yeah. one. it was Laverne, and it was Turk, and it was Turk's um, wife. Oh Yeah, what was her name? Oh my god, <sighs> her name was Paula. What the uh, hell was her name? Le- it was like a very Damn Latina it. name.
1: Damn it dom- all. I remember she was Dominican. And yeah, I haven't she seen made a show point. in forever.
0: Yeah. I don't remember her name. Yeah. I haven't thought about that show in forever. God, Jesus. It was a good show. It was definitely –
1: I would definitely rewatch it. I'm into Bob's Burgers now. That's something I'm – I'm watching a lot God. Season.
0: Yeah, there's, like, a certain connection with that. With that, Like, if it wasn't for Tina, I wouldn't even watch that cartoon. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, Tina is. She holds the whole show up. If it wasn't for Tina, I wouldn't even get into it. Or, Tina and Luis keep me coming back. Yeah. Period.
1: I'm not in a Dean. Uh, what's his name? Shane or Dean? The, the the youngest one. Anyway. I think his name is
0: Dean. Dean?
1: It's an E name. Sheen. Spleen. Gabardine. I don't know. Aberdeen. <laughs> you know, gabardine means
0: apricot in Arabic. No. Yeah. Gabardine. See? Yeah. I didn't know that. Gabardine juice. Actually, I was, this is what I was going to ask you while you were telling me that information that I did not know. Um, About Morocco? Is not it, Well, it's specifically, because I know somebody who's originally from Egypt. Mm-hmm. spoken in Egypt, correct? Yeah. Okay.
1: Was it your, okay, so once I was like, um, I was on James's iPhone and then I see these like pinsler videos or pinsler recordings for arabic
0: learn arabic that was my ipod that was your ipod that was my ipod and i was like damn you're trying to get woke it's funny because like a friend of mine me and a friend of mine who i'm really close with we've been trade we trade music like all the time like all the fucking time because she's funny enough she's like 30 years older than me Mm -hmm. but she knows more about technology than i ever will so like she knows all the websites where you can download shit for free Yo, it might be illegal. I don't, literally, I don't want someone like. Oh, no, it's, it's all like just MP3. in case somebody's at her door like tomorrow, like hello. Yeah, um, you can just do YouTube 10p3. Do you mind now, giving me your terabyte <laughs> uh, worth of information that you've stolen? Um, <laughs> but no, she one day she gave me her entire iTunes library, and that was on it was like all the Pimsleur language lessons that she downloaded. So she
1: was trying to learn Arabic. Was well, she? Mm-hmm. She was probably born here and. Um, no, yeah, she, yeah, like she's an NC native us,
0: too. NC native too. Yeah, okay. no, she's an NC native too. She's white. She's mm. a white woman. Um, but no, she. Oh, she's not Egyptian. No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. she's a white woman. She wanted to learn Arabic. She wanted to also, there's also a lot of French lessons on there too. Um, And there's, uh, I think something else. But yeah, when it, it's funny because when you go on that iPod, that iPod has like 8,000 songs on it. Mm-hmm. Because it's my iTunes library and hers too. Oh. And like to this day, when you put it on shuffle, those will pop up. Like it'll shuffle, it'll shuffle like 10 songs and then you'll be like in the shower and you just hear a, now we're going to go over Pimsler Egyptian Arabic lesson four. Like that's what you It's hear. all like tourist and phrases. And it's like, damn it. It's where not is the to, hotel? Literally. Fan and like, it's too far for me to like change the song. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're learning Arabic. Okay. That's fine. It's so funny to this day. It'll come on the shuffle.
1: I had this thing when I was in high school where I really wanted to learn German because I heard like one Ramstein song and I was like, I got to learn German to be cool. Oh God. I think it was Duhast probably yeah. was. I was on that train That's like a their, little It's like their biggest song. It's like their only song in America. Yeah. yeah. Dun-dun-boo, dungeon, dungeon, dun-dun-boo, oh dungeon, scary. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. It's, what were you saying uh, about your
0: Egyptian friend? I cut you off. No, I was just going to ask if, like, that was – if Arabic was the, was the primarily spoken language there because I've obviously – I mean, I've obviously heard him speak over the phone. And um, – I swear it was like, he's spoken over the phone to somebody in front of me and I swear it was Arabic. Yeah. Egyptians speak Arabic. Um, Egyptian Arabic. Yeah. A lot of people speak Ara- It's like everywhere. I'm um, North Africa, the middle
1: East. Um, even like the Cameroos islands, they speak Arabic The Cameroon's Islands are like these like little islands mm. off the shore of Africa. And I didn't know they existed, but they have like they you know, it was like, I think it was an, an Amani colony at some point, but yeah, they speak Arabic too. And then they have, um, yeah, a lot of people speak Arabic. Parts of Turkey Anatolia. No. They'll speak if they're near. Oh, the totally. Country, mm-hmm, they'll speak Tur- uh, Arabic as well.
2: Totally.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting language. I genuinely um. didn't know that until he started. He's so fine. I need to text him actually just because he's so fine. Oh, the Egyptian dude? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what? Inter- I don't know why I'm sharing this like you know this person as well, but interesting fact. We, that we I all found know out, each other. Exactly. <laughs> like we're all like interconnected yeah. as human. <laughs> Um, But like he also knows Russian. Huh, did his family like Native? live in Russia or something? No, nope, he just learned it. Yeah, okay. I think he learned it in college, or he learned it. I don't know how he learned it. I don't remember. I don't remember that part of the story, but yeah, because his he's married to a woman, and she's European, and she's white, and I think she's, she's, Ru- she's probably. I think Russian, she's man. from Eastern Europe, Europe as well. But he, like, somebody had like a, a, a tattoo in Russian one time at my job where I met him, and he read it, and he was like. Who's Stacy? Like it was so <laughs> funny because he, he's like he literally is like a walking cartoon. He's so funny. Yeah, but yeah, he knows Russian too. I'm like, you know, automatic and Russian. That's that's a, and English. That's really cool. Yeah, and English. He trilingual? can speak fluent English. Holy shit. Yeah, he's oh god, girl, I would marry the shit out of him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Do you think he learned he learned
1: Russian? Because oh, I know some people learn Russian to like to like marry or like to like get, get the I, ladies. I it's I like kind of know. like how like white guys trying to learn Spanish. You're like, I don't press know, the
0: senoritas. You know what I do know, what? and I can't believe I'm showing this on a podcast. But I don't it. care because – who's gonna fucking stop me. I've, I've seen his wife. Let me tell you something right now. If I got reassignment surgery, I would have that – I would have him locked down. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen his wife. We are the same woman. Oh, my God. Period. I saw her. I was like, oh, fuck no. If I had a pussy, I would legitimately have this dude locked down. Easily easily he's gotta learn Russian maybe he's easily interru-
1: some people associate like beauty with like a certain like culture Annoying. they'll be like yeah it's cool but can you speak Russian can you make borsk you know can you can you dude I I openly
0: admit to people I couldn't even get past the alphabet
1: the, it's hard it's like I couldn't like an even alien get past language. I could
0: not get past the alphabet and their alphabet is I believe Russian only has their alphabet is 12 letters yeah I couldn't get past it I I literally could not do the accents and like the actual Formation of the of the actual like pronunciation in my mouth. I couldn't do it. I was like, dude, I fucking suck at this. It was the same for Italian though. With yeah. Italian, a lot of like the a lot of the actual like pronunciations, I could not do. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I Rolling guess I'm just some can shitty you roll your Italian. R's? I can, but there's a certain like pronu- there's a certain um. Yeah, I, th- I believe it's one of their nouns, but in Italian, there's like a double y, and the. And this is how my instructor my instructor who was from Italy, you know, native born Italian. Um this is how he said you were supposed to pronounce it. He was like with the double y, it's like the oi in onion. Like, like when <laughs> how you is say pronouncing onion. When you say on onion, on, on, it's like yeah. It's like the nye yeah in onion. Yeah, it's and it's it, I, like to this day I couldn't do it. Like if that was ever in a word, I'd be like da 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 da, da Skip that word da, da, da. Like I couldn't Like not. when you're reading I couldn't In class aloud And yeah, you skip a big word I could not do it I was like dude This I'm Sorry I guess I'm just Shitty at Italian I, know,
1: I noticed something About gendered languages Is that people Who rap In gendered languages Have an extremely Unfair advantage Because In gendered languages Like Spanish Arabic included I'm sure Italian A lot of like The The nouns Will end In like an E For like women Or mm. like an Or you know Have like an E sound for. Of course Yeah so you can make a bunch of verbs, you know words rhyme if you just say them in the feminine. Mm? So you can just say you know it's Literally. not it's not fair. So people who rap in and out of languages and that language is a gender language think twice before you take this dude seriously. I'm just oh saying my God. or you know woman seriously. That is probably it's a cheat. I know it's cuz I speak Arabic and you know I could easily well, freestyle in Arabic, yeah. No, of course. I yeah. This is coming from Arabic. somebody
0: who actually... Of course, yeah. This yeah. is coming from somebody bilingual. Of mm-hmm. course. It's it's interesting because like The challenging thing that I will tell people when they, if they ever are interested in studying German or they want to study German, is the one hang up that you can get is um, the neuter or um, is like the gender neutral because they have obviously masculine and feminine. And they have a neuter category. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That, even for me, and I've taken it, I've taken German for like maybe four plus years. To this day, it still kind of trips me up. Yeah. Like you really do have to memorize the way things kind of go. And it's shitty because. The way that they've kind of built the language around is a lot of things that are feminine or have feminine elements to it. Have the feminine, like a clock is round. Oh, like a booty. That clock. I mean anything. I mean you know sure, but like and then like something more square, like a door. What's a cat? Cat is feminine, right? I don't know. Because in Arabic it is. I should know. Then dogs are seen as masculine. Their Hund, yeah, yeah. Their Hund is masculine, and a cat would probably. A cat would is most I, – I would put money that it's probably yeah. feminine because they did that too. Yeah. I <laughs> mean right. I'm,
1: I'm thankful that English isn't – because if, if you speak a language, like if you even learn one, you know how difficult it is. I mean true. Even if you're a native speaker, like I'm sure they get tripped up.
0: No, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, seriously. It's It's interesting though because – that really does open your brain and your mind to the to, to the gender neutral ver uh uh the gender neutral way of speaking in general and how that's like an uh, that is a, a real thing in language. Because you'd be surprised how those of us, including myself, that have the pronouns of they them, you would be surprised how many people are like, I'm just not used to referring to somebody as they. I'm like, That's what you do and you don't dumbass. know their name, idiot anyway. Yeah, I'm like, you're a dumbass. Like, no, I don't like what? Well we also don't I don't look at a table and go, man, he's a good looking table. Like fucking, are you Mm. kidding me? But like, what the hell? Everything is like sexualized. Everything is, everything goes down to that. Like uh, to that, you know, that gender, that, that actual, that, you know, binary gender bullshit. But yeah, I mean, that's the one bonus of studying a language where it has the gender neutral element to it is it it does open your mind because you're just sitting there like, oh my God. Okay. Wow. That's a, that's a different perspective. Yeah. That's what I thought in high school when I first, when I took my first German class, I was like, a what? You A had, you had German in high school? We would yeah. like, fantasize about that. Me and the Ramstein
1: boys, we were all like, oh, man, imagine if we learned German. And like we were into like Japanese culture and German culture. We were so fucking weird. I used to listen to like, J-Metal, which is like Japanese screamo or Japanese metal. It was, was it
0: good? I heard it's good. It is It is really good, heard it's good. But like,
1: now that I look back, I'm kind of like, cringe.
0: But I've it, heard Japanese punk is good, too. Japanese punk is good. The band yeah. I listened
1: to is called During Grey. I don't think they're active anymore. Like they they change their whole thing. I, I try to get back into it, you know, for all time's sake. Sp- right. For time's sake. But um, yeah, and then in German, I heard that the the words are made up of smaller words. Like every big word is just a bunch of smaller words. Like of course, you know, like ambulance. What's ambulance?
0: I I, know, I couldn't tell you. It's like really long. I remember. I that. really don't know. Um, um. I the, the a hilarious thing is is um, gloves, handshoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what they are. Like like translated. To, what is um, it in German? Engli- Handshue. Handshue. Hanjuet. hmm
1: Yeah, I, I have a friend who lives in Switzerland, but they speak like Zurich, um, Zurich German, which it's, is apparently very different. different. Yeah,
0: it's different. That's that. Um, from where I've sat, Swedish is kind of more like um, it's like high German and it's low more like German. like Dutch, right? Isn't,
1: yeah, yeah. There's like a difference.
0: It's funny because Dutch, German, and, and Swedish are, are pretty similar. Because yeah. I had no idea what Dutch sounded like. And I got the Duolingo app, and I was learning a little bit of it. It's li- it's very similar to German. Yeah, and not you're, even kidding. You're no. Dutch, right? Yeah, Dutch. Itself. I know, isn't that embarrassing? Uh, yeah, it's really. yeah, pretty cool. My mom's looking up the family history, but we have nothing. We have no Dutch like language in us or, or, or anything. You like you could talk. probably
1: look it up on. Um, my dad did the ancestry thing, mm. and if you take the test, they have access to all the Ellis Island records. And I was actually able to find a great, great uncle who like we never knew my dad thought he was the first person in his family to come to the us Mm -hmm. and then he we found like a great uncle who came because half my dad's family lives in egypt they're Mm -hmm. like kind of egyptian they're from south egypt but he came over here in like the here in like the like 40s or 50s on like through ellis island we never knew that and that was cool like we could we could see like his transcript and like his like ship log like where he signed like oh he was literate okay they used to ask them that Mm -hmm. on the ship like are you literate Yep, and like I don't know how they would test you because yeah. like, what if you only speak Arabic or read in Arabic? No, yeah. would you be considered illiterate in America? Probably, mm. right?
0: Completely different time. Mm-hmm. I, also, I think that's when they implemented American names, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like you did. Like, they would either, change your name. Either they would change it, or you would have to have one on like the papers you brought with you. If I'm not mistaken, like yeah. from Europe here, you had to have like your new identity. You were like I at believe. the mercy.
1: Well, in a way, you were at the mercy of the person who registered you at Ellis Island. So if they had a trouble pronouncing your name, you would just have to like, they would just make it like an anglicized version of it, you know? So yeah. like, um, if your name was like Muhammad, maybe they'd call you Mo. If your name was Bilal, call you Billy. You know, it's just like, oh, God. you know, they would just think of like, <sighs> that's for Muslim what? names. Oh God. You know, Billy? F- Fernando become oh. Frank.
0: Oh Jesus stuff Christ. Stuff like that. I don't oh, know if they would gosh. change the
1: last names though. That's a, that's a bit extreme even it's for like America. Oh, Cause that's like God. your fucking lineage. That's how you trace yourself back.
0: Exactly. It's funny that we're talking about this because um, my mom's been doing that and she, like, loves it. It's fun. I love She doing fucking that. loves it. She's like, I've learned so much about my family and this, that, and the other because she has no idea about her Dutch roots. And I'm like, well, that's really cool, man. Like, go off. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. it's... <sighs> you should visit Amsterdam. I'm down to go.
1: Actually, she's... Did I tell you this? Oh, you said that she she was going. Yeah, you told me that. Just yeah. Say it like, again because I don't think they didn't know. <laughs>
0: all-inclusive package I was just sandals answered it <laughs> oh finally they got my letter from three years ago they answered my prayers um no but yeah her boyfriend like surprised her with like a gift because she's never been to um she's never traveled abroad but she's also never been to where she's actually from or where our her family's from the motherland exactly and he was like well i'm going to pay for you know two tickets and this that and the other i was like shit okay and my mom was like, I want to go with somebody and like this, that, and the other, but I don't know who to go with. And I was like me, but yeah, she, she's planning on doing that next spring or summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. You should definitely get on that. It, it's so funny cause I'm having the conversation with her and then the truly mother sense of what she, oh, this is so funny cause it's so her over the phone. She's like, I'm trying to do the cheapest, most accessible way possible. I'm like, of course you are. Of course, the one time you're going to go to Europe, probably you're going to be as cheap as fuck. Yeah. Of course you are. You got to, yeah. because she's always been out. that mom. She's yeah. always been that mom. Oh my God. I mean, I think it's already free. Like, live it up. Literally, it's like, mother. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Do you feel like, like if you went there, do you have this fear? Because I'm just like, literally like one generation removed from, I mean, I've been in the motherland, you know, mm. I, I, I know, I know how it is there. But like for you, do you feel like if you went there, you'd be accepted as like a good little. Dutch guy like do you feel like it would I, work? I wouldn't really care yeah I mean I I really I really would not what's I the mean, attitude what? towards like the ones who left in Europe
0: because I know in Italy
1: they hate them I know in Italy like the, the Italian the Italians and the Italian Americans there's like this attitude of like you guys aren't Italian anymore stop claiming it like that was the thing with the Jersey Damn. Shore yeah because the Jersey Shore cast kept saying we're Italian we're Italian and then like the Italians were like yo stop claiming us you're making us look like, really bad That was a thing I remember when that show was
0: popping. That's
1: interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, like what's Um, the attitude within Dutch society um, or German society, you know? I mean. Any society in Europe.
0: I don't really, from what I, from what little bit about that, about this conversation that I know, I don't believe that it's like issue as far as I know. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, it probably isn't an issue, but it's just like... I don't believe it You'd have be. to
1: go up to, like, a Dutchman and be like, okay, uh, so, like, my great-grandma, you know, she dipped. we still cool? Like, can I still... Oh, Would you qualify for no, citizenship?
0: You know, I've asked that myself. Um, you might be able to n- if you can
1: prove it. Like, if you can get the records.
0: No. It, that's That's more of, like, a... You have to... You have to be the exact, like, kid... Like my mom would have had to have moved from there I see. in order for me to get it. No, trust me. been down that road. Tried to get you that. You try to get that. Try, oh, yeah. I would have been th- totally tried to port, do yeah. that. I told yeah. my mom that she might do that, though. She might be able to do that because her dad is from there.
1: Oh, her dad's directly. She could definitely yeah. do it. She can get exactly. his birth certificate.
0: Literally, that's what I said. I was like, mom, I, you know, it's probably like a dead end road or you probably aren't able to get dual citizenship. But you're probably able to do that maybe if you yeah. look into it because he's actually like – like my he spoke granddad. Dutch and everything. Yeah, and my mom and my grandmother on her side too. And that he's from, from Michigan? Yeah, they moved to Detroit. Detroit.
1: Yeah. Detroit has a lot of um a large, you know, Dutch, German.
0: That's what she tells me. Population. At the time when she was growing up there it was a lot of a lot of Europeans. Yeah. Mostly a lot of Polish people live there. Polish, Dutch, yeah. um I wanna say Irish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think most of the Central Europeans. Went to the Midwest because there was something called the land grant act. I think that was what it was called the homestead act the homestead act Granted if you were a white immigrant or a white person in general and you were willing to farm Midwestern were given like a large acre like a large portion of land Mm. for free as long as you settled that land and it was to Encourage you know settlements and you know totally the deconstruction of Native American, you know, you know tribes and all that and and presence so that's what a lot of them did. And a lot of them were farmers in Europe as well. So it translated pretty nicely because it was like, we know how to do it anyway. it Which was a set uh, set-up shop in the U.S. No so, kidding. Yeah, it was like Little House on the Prairie and all those themed stories. That's true. In that regard. That's true. Denmark. No, Netherlands. That's where you're from. Shit. The Netherlands. True. Yeah. That's true. All right. We should wrap it up. Let's get, do it and get going. I know. Um, yeah. I know. Yeah, we should get going. We've been on this for a minute. I, it's this is a really good This is a really uh, good podcast. Oh my god, I this hope This is the best one I've done so far. Really I good. hope. Oh my yeah. god. We and we, we, we could still keep going like a freaking marathon. So, Actually, that's true. Yeah, easily. All right. Thanks for listening everybody. Um James shout out your Instagram. James also does graphic design work and she's really 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 good. I encourage you to go purchase her stuff. It's true. it's
0: true. It's true. I'm like an amazing designer, but I'll post the link th- as you. well. I'll post yeah, link. That would be easy. Um, yeah. If, I mean, if you want to follow my Instagram, I have a like personal one. That's Kate Bushington and that's literally like Kate Bush, the 1980s singer, but T O N at the end. Um, and my actual graphic design Instagram is James Burke B O U R K E design. So yeah, you know, stop on by. And also follow us uh,
1: on Twitter at the Ferris of them all. They couldn't fit the, it's just Ferris of them all for Twitter. Instagram is the Ferris of them all. And Facebook is the Ferris of them all as well. And if you want to be on the podcast, just shoot me a DM or an email at the fairest of them all at gmail.com. We're going to be doing a segment called Telegram from Mr. Charlie Parker. So send me your telegrams of questions, comments, or concerns, anything, advice, and we'll talk about it on the podcast and we'll shout you out if you want. If you want it to be anonymous, please specify that in the message. Thank you very much. And a bon voyage. Bye.